Virginia isn't for one type of person. Virginia is for road trippers. Are we there yetters? Mountain hikers and dock sitters because they're not active hikers. People who are kayakers. People who are not kayakers. Campsite campers and horseback riders. Wow, there's a lot to fit in here. Flatwater lovers, beach sun tanners, hole-in-the-earth explorers, and Shenandoah valiers. Should I keep going here? Well, you get the idea. Because Virginia is for all sorts of lovers. So come love it for yourself. A new Planet Fitness location is now open. To celebrate, you can join now for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. We're ready to welcome you with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Plus, you can check the crowd meter in our app for the best time to visit. Join the judgment-free zone today for $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Hurry, this deal ends soon. New location now open in County Center. Join now for $1 down and $10 a month. Hurry, deal ends August 31st. Planet Fitness locations are independently owned and operated. See club for details. Hey everyone, this is Colin Macy O'Toole from Below Deck Mediterranean, and you're listening to Jim and Florence on the forum. Very excited to be speaking with a member of our Jampa Media family, and this is now her second time with us. This will be her second interview, backed by popular demand. She is the author of the Heaven Sent series. She has her second book, Hellbound, which will be launched on Tuesday, April 27th, the second book in the series. And it is now on for pre-sale, which so many people are excited about. So this is J.L. Rothstein. Welcome back to the show, Jen. It's so nice to talk to you. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be back on the show. Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited because your sales have been amazing. Your talent is obvious people are very excited about your book has it kind of been a whirlwind has it hit you yet that you're really doing it you're becoming a writer how do you feel about all that's happened you know it really feels like a little bit of a roller coaster ride i i didn't have a lot to measure this against this is you know heaven sent is my uh, atonement is my first book my debut novel and I didn't know what to expect really. And the social media aspect of it and then promoting and coming on and being interviewed and doing shows. It's just, it's hard to believe it's almost a year. I mean, it's just really flown by. It's amazing. You've done so much. And before we start and go on any further, I'm telling you, these books are awesome. I love the artwork. I love the photos that are, that are especially the, great talents that have done her artwork. The net, this one with Hellbound is amazing, but how many people can get on Kindle, you could get Atonement for free and a pre-release of Hellbound, her second book, for $1.99. Two awesome books on Kindle for $2. Oh my gosh, you can't. Some of you are paying more for coffee uh, (laughs) in half a day. Instead of getting these two amazing books, and obviously, uh, people are loving it. There's already some pre-sales for the release on the 27th, which we're going to be talking about. And on paper book, you have great prices as well. I think this is exciting because, again, for two books, two great books, you can get it for $2.00. How is so? What do you feel when you when you put out a book? Is it just tension, stress? Are people going to like it? Am I going to sell books? What's your thoughts about uh, putting out a new book? 
I mean, I think it's excitement. By the time you get to the point where you're ready to launch it, you're just, you're so ready. You're almost over ready because when you finish a book, there's almost relief. It's like, okay, I got it. I'm done. I feel great. But then you go through the editing process and that's really difficult in a lot of areas. So that by the time you get through that, you feel like, you know what, that was worth it. My work is better. I got through it. I learned so much. Now it's the fun stuff. I get to put it out. I get to talk about it. I get to go uh, promote it. I get to see people's reaction to it and hear people's feedback. So it's, it's, you know, it's sort of the, you get, um, you know, three parts here where it's like the first part you're relieved and then you're sort of excruciating with editing. And then you're just, it's like party time, right? You're, you're out there and you're chatting about it and you're feeling really good about it. And so for me, it, it's mostly excitement. Now, this isn't like a celebrity. I talked to one celebrity who was very gracious. And I said, wow, you wrote a good book. And he said, I barely wrote anything. He goes, I pretty <laughs> much was just interviewed. I wrote it. Someone wrote it. A ghostwriter wrote it. I didn't really participate much in it. I gave some pictures. Uh, so it, this is this writing a book. There's so much into it. First, there's the, you know, getting the ideas, the stories, and then getting it edited the artwork, there's so many little things to it. That must kind of been the shocker when you first put out a book is just how much work is involved. Oh, for sure. I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of people since then who have said to me, you know, I just, I didn't know what to expect. And then it was almost overwhelming. And I could say the same that I didn't know what to expect, but I, I guess coming from a business background, I sort of thought, okay, I'm going to have to wear all these hats. You know, I'm going to have to be out there. I'm going to have to make decisions about the artwork. I'm going to have to make decisions about ads. I'm going to have to set a budget um, to work with, uh, to, to interview and to do marketing. And so, you know, I think if your expectation is that you're going to write the book and it's just going to sort of take care of itself, no matter who you are, I think that that's not the right mindset. You have to really think about every facet of it. And that's been one of the more enjoyable parts is being able to be involved in that. I think if you're published through a publisher, you don't get to have as much hands-on. And so it's, it's been great to learn all these different aspects of it and to be able to you know, decide what the cover looks like. You know, that's, that's really me. That's me talking to an artist saying, I want, you know, Genevieve to be holding this weapon to be in front of this church to be, to have wings down the bottom. You know, that's me telling him what I want and him, you know, bringing that to life. So, you know, I don't know how much I'd be involved in that, those types of decision makings. Um, if, if it was published through a regular publisher, but I have really enjoyed that aspect of it. Well, I have to say, I absolutely love the first book. So the fact that you can get two books for $1.99, I mean, you're giving the book away for free right now. So I would say for anybody who does not have the first book, you need to get it. And what I wanted to ask as well is, it was sort of at the end of the first book, there were still a lot of questions, still wanting to know about Genevieve and Deborah O'Mara and the whole family. So can you give us a little bit of what's going to happen in the second book, a little bit of a teaser for all of us out there who love the first book and cannot wait for the second book to come yeah, out? Yeah, I would I would love to. So so Heaven Send is a fictional fantasy series. It's set here on Earth. Uh, it focuses around a family of guardians and the trilogy is really each book in the trilogy follows one of the sisters. So in the first book in atonement, we follow Genevieve through what was 
definitely difficult personal times for her with her husband of, you know, missing for 40 earth years and not knowing what happened to him. And then, you know, having that affect her and affect her role down here, um, fighting for humanity and some poor decision making and some hot water that she got herself in. And so at the end of that book, we sort of, you know, leave her with the answers, right? You, you come out of that book and you say, okay, you know, Genevieve has the answers, but hey, what's going on over here with the other two sisters? And um, yeah. in Hellbound, we have Deborah O'Mara who wants to go and rescue someone that she believes is in hell. She doesn't know for sure, but she believes is in hell and she's willing to go in there and rescue them. And the book really focuses on that's not the best decision to make. You know, her two sisters are really trying to keep her um, from doing that. And so we have a little bit of infighting with the siblings, which we didn't really see as much um, in the first book. And so I like the fact that we have a little bit more that we've dug into uh, with the family and the family dynamic um, and, you know, what what's going to happen there. And so hence the name of the book, Hellbound. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be really fun to watch, to watch Deb you know, push back and maybe grow up a little bit. You know, she was a little bit on the quieter side when we meet her in book one. And so in book two, you know, she sort of comes into her own. And and I love that aspect of it is that I feel like Hellbound is truly a hero's journey for Deb's character. I was going to say, I absolutely love the title Hellbound. And I cannot wait to see where this takes Deborah O'Mara. Um, again, I know this is a trilogy, so I know there's going to be a third book. I just had one more quick question. I always wonder with authors who do trilogies, do you already know for the third book? Like, do you already know where this is going at the very end? Or do you write each book as sort of a separate entity, but yet it takes you from the book before? Do you know ahead of time or is each book just the same? Yeah. So for me, so for me personally, I knew at a very high level what I wanted to happen. Um, but I allow enough space to have the story at times tell itself. And sometimes doing that, you'll meet characters that you didn't have in your original outline, say, for instance. And I really like that because sometimes when you're sitting down and you're writing a story, all of a sudden something will pop into your head and you'll be like, you know what, I'm going to create this character that this person is going to meet right now. And that wasn't anywhere on the radar for me, but they at times become the more beloved characters in a story. And so I like to have an outline that's a little bit of a higher, you know, 5,000 foot view. So I did know where I was going in the first book for the second book. I knew exactly where I was ending. So, which was very interesting. I didn't know exactly where I was going to start, but I knew exactly where I was going to end. And uh, I do know the ending of the trilogy. And I deliberately left Kelly's character to be the third book because I think that she's become the character in the story that has sort of been the one that people are the most fascinated with and the one that people really love, um, love to laugh with, love to laugh um, about uh, with her character. She's so out there. She's so um, such a big character, if you will, out, out of the three of them. And it just felt right that she would be, it would, her book would be the third. Book. I think with Deborah, I kind of relate to her because a lot of us, some of us, we don't exactly go the way our parents wanted us to go, or we don't really listen. <laughs> and we kind of, when we're young, we do our own thing. 
And we really think it's the right thing to do. We really think it's the good thing to do. And in our hearts, you can't change it. A young heart is so strong, you just can't change that thought. And with Deborah, I kind of got with what she was feeling and thinking. And I also understood the other uh, characters because I was in the opposite mode where I knew when you're older, you know, someone's going on a place they may not they may should not go and they still do. And you're just like, Oh, I got to stop them. I got to, I've got to talk to them and get them not to do it. So to me, Deborah is kind of a very interesting character. Yeah. I mean, Deborah's character was a little bit on the quieter side. And I always sort of looked at her in that first book as she was a rule follower. You know, Mm -hmm. what are the rules? We're going to follow those. What do we need to do? And she was the one that you could sort of always rely on. You knew what she was going to do, what she was going to say, how she was going to react. And I, I, what I think is interesting as we come to see her in the second book is, you know, she's debating now, maybe I shouldn't have been following these rules. Like, look what happens when you're sitting here and you're following the rules and look at some of the bad things that, that can come about as a result of that. And maybe, maybe in my role down here, I need to do more and I need to push back more. And so it's going to be very interesting to see you know, to follow her along and see what people's thoughts are as, you know, her, her place in the family and her place down here is sort of is questioned and she's questioning it. And she starts to step outside of that, that typical uh, role that she's had for herself. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if people enjoy seeing that, seeing that character develop over the second book. Yeah. I think it, she's very interesting to me because, because it's like, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do what I think is right, but uh, and and just kind of go with the flow. And then eventually you start questioning things and you start understanding, well, everyone tells me to do the right thing, but sometimes that's not the right thing. Or sometimes that hurts me. Or sometimes that's not something that really helps everyone. And I think that we all go through that a little bit. She has almost like a older child syndrome where you <laughs> always try to be the good one. You always try yeah. to set the example. And then after a while, you're like, man, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing Maybe my parents were wrong. <laughs> and I think that's where I really, I really kind of get her uh, in, in this story. She may be kind of the more laid back one, quietest one. But to me, she, she's a very interesting character. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to see her develop. And obviously, over time, they, they get some powers. And so I get a chance to be really fun with the characters and give them powers and give them the ability to do things. And so she's going to have a power that she's going to come into um, in the second book. She's going to have to learn to live with what the consequences are for that. And, um, you know, what happens when you get that kind of power and and how does it affect your decision-making? So um, yeah, this was really fun to, to write. And it's, it's just been so exciting to see this, these books come to life and to see people talking to me about the characters and reaching out and, people just having such an enormous response to these characters and really loving them. And and I'm just so grateful for that. So far, which character do you relate to most? I mean, I think personality wise, it's Kelly. I think sometimes it's just things about her that I'll read later and I'll be like, Oh my goodness, (laughs) an exaggeration of myself a little bit in here. You know, she's very boisterous and a little bit on the loud side and she's, sort of you she walks into a room and you're you're paying attention to what she's doing and saying and I think everybody wants to be that right so it's like fun it's it's the fun part um, of doing that so she's just been that's just been the most fun to write about but on top of that seeing people's response to it I mean during the first book I, I remember several months ago people were reaching out to me telling me where they were in the book 
And it was always Kelly's spot. You know, it was something about Kelly's character. Well, I'm here and Kelly's doing this and what's going to happen next. And so it does seem like her character has, has really struck people. Um, and so, and that's been really fun to, to hear people talk about that. I think what's interesting is a lot of the books like with Harry Potter, Hermione, and then uh, Harley Quinn and other, it, it's those interesting female roles that they're, they're more deeper than people think. And they're, and they're the ones that are really the exciting ones and the ones that you, you latch on to. And what's cool is this book is filled with them. It's, it's the women are the heroes. The women are the, are the main characters. And I think that makes it really more interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was so, it was one of the things that I really wanted to do is to put these, these women in these situations where they could be, you know, vulnerable, but smart and tough and beautiful and that they could be the whole package and that we don't see that a lot. In fact, we don't see that enough. And it was really important to me in the first book to make sure that many times as they would get themselves in a harried situation, that they were never saved by a man. And not that there's anything wrong with some of those old tropes or some of the Disney stuff that we watch, but, you know, to make sure that we see characters, we see female characters where they save themselves. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a famous quote by Neil Gaiman where he says, I like female characters that save themselves. And I think to myself, I do too. That's why I wrote these three. Um, so I, I hope that people enjoy that aspect of it and, and find that to be inspiring. I think also the women are, they're, to me, they're more complex. They're more, their characters are fun. And with men, we always have those things that weigh us down. We always have those things that we, we latch onto and that we're weak to. And I think that's why I like these strong women characters because they do have frailties. They have, they have issues as well, but they work out, they work through them. And I think women are much more together when it comes to a book like this, when you're looking, even, you know, everyone loves the Avengers. They fought all the time. The guys, there were their egos <laughs> yeah. out in the yeah. way. They were always jealous of each other. And I think that gets kind of old to me. Yeah. So I really like it. And for some of you guys that say, well, this is not a book for guys. It's a chick book. No, it isn't. I loved it. I think it's fun. It's exciting. I think that it's the characters are, I love character development. And I think this is where JL has a great talent is character development because you kind of grow with the character. You understand them and you also see yourself in them, their weaknesses and their strength. Is character development something you really worked on? Is it just a natural talent of yours? Yeah, you know, it, it is something that I think you continually work on as an author. There's been a couple of things that have, were harder for me then others character development wasn't one of them but you know making sure that you were active voice making sure that those fight scenes were really believable those were things i really had to work hard at um, and had to sort of revise over and over again but i think the character development piece i just sort of always looked at them and thought think of them as real and are they are they well rounded you know and are they different and can people relate to the fact that they're making bad decisions at times but that other times they're loving and vulnerable you know, as long as you have all of those things, including flaws, I think that it becomes a little bit easier for you as an author to write their development. Because if someone's perfect to start with, what are you developing, right? Like, it's no, I'm not a big fan of perfect characters. There's no mm-hmm. such thing to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan. They're not interesting, right? You want to meet somebody that has problems. You want to meet somebody that has issues. You want to meet somebody that doesn't always make the right decisions. And how, how do they, how do they deal with that? So those were the characters I knew I wanted to write about. 
Um, but definitely there are, there are things that I struggle with as an, as an author and that I strive to be better at. And I, you know, I told my editor, I have the same editor that I did for the first book. And I told her, I just want to learn as I go along. And I hope that when I look back at the trilogy that I see that my writing has developed over time and that I've gotten better over time, because I think that's really all you can ask for. You can't expect to get everything right in the first or second book that you're doing. But if you're getting better, if you're learning, then you're on the right path. That's what we talk about readers too. A lot of reviewers have contacted me. And I think a lot of the reviewers, are, they kind of don't read the room. If someone's a new writer, they're just starting. It's a nervous thing. It's very vulnerable to put their book out there, put your writing out there because the internet can be a very cruel place. So again, when you're doing your reviews, if it's Stephen King, yeah, he does he's there. He's multimillionaire. If you don't get a book, you don't understand what he wrote, then yeah, say something. But when it's a younger writer and someone that's new, be a little easy. This is hard. It's very difficult to write a book, to write a good book. It's easy to write a book. It's difficult to write a good book. So please be easy when you do your reviews. Don't, don't bash people if it's their first book. Gosh, I see some of these are just really cruel, these professional reviewers. So again, enjoy the book, see the maturation in the writer as the books go on, and then judge them by that. When she gets her fourth, fifth, sixth book, then start saying, wow, this, this kind of stunk or this, I didn't get this. I understand that. But again, I think it's really important reviewers lighten up with, with newer writers. At least that's my two cents. What would you like the fans and the listeners and the readers to uh, you get you get the final say what would you like to tell them in in terms of this series i hope that people find that i've been consistent with these characters that i've been consistent with good storytelling um but also that we that i've kept up with the same pace right this is i've always looked at this almost like a supernatural suspense and so we have a lot more fight scenes in hellbound we have more action in hellbound and i hope that people are not um, finding that that changed, right? That's that's my hope is that, you know, because a lot of people enjoyed that sort of up and down um, of, of the first book, as do I when I'm reading other books. And so I hope that people have found that we've got that same, you know, that I've got that same consistency there in, in terms of a good story and some character development and lots of great action. Well, Jen, I just want to say, again, Absolutely love the first book. I am so excited about the second book. James and I have talked about this now for weeks, that we know for a fact that this second book is pro probably going to even do better than the first. I mean, there's so much excitement around it. We know that our listeners and our followers are really anticipating it. So again, thank you, because I know how busy you are. So thank you so, so much for coming back on the forum. And just for, you know, being part of our Jampa Media family, you've been so wonderful, so supportive. And again, um, just absolutely love, love your work. And it just means so much to us, um, your friendship and your support. And again, to come back onto the forum when you've got all these things, amazing things going on. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been busy. Wonderful. It's been busy. That's for sure. But I yeah. am so grateful for your time and I'm so grateful for your support. And, and this has just been an amazing ride and it's been amazing to meet great people out there who are willing to support indie authors. And so I'm very appreciative of it. I'm very humbled by the whole experience. And, and uh, I, I'm grateful that I get, you know, opportunities like this to come out, come on and talk about 
my work because not a lot of indie authors do. So, so thank you both so much for all of that. That's fantastic. And what we're going to do, remember the 27th on Wednesday, full release of all our formats for Hellbound, book two in the Heaven Sent series. You could get the pre-purchase right now for only $1.99. And for the first book, Atonement, it's free. So for two amazing books for an up-and-coming author like this that's going to blow up $2. You can't beat that with a stick. Don't get bad coffee. Don't get some of these silly sales that people will give or or cash app or all this all this crazy <laughs> stuff you see on TikTok. Yeah. Get two books that you are going to absolutely love. And we cannot re- uh, wait for the release. We are going to do a review on this book as well. We can't wait to do that too. And our books are, our reviews are very fair. We're not gooey. We tell the truth, and we have loved her book. Atonement was a great book, and I think this one will be even better. We are so excited for you, JL. We are going to put all your accounts up, so make sure that you look at this on Monday. I got some editing to do. I got a little allergy issue, so we're going to have a little editing today, but we're going to be putting this out on Monday. We'll give you all the accounts, and remember, please get Atonement, the first book, and Hellbound, the Heaven Sent Book 2. This is going to be a great, and I already cannot wait for Book 3. So uh, I, hope, I hope that comes out soon. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Be safe out there. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 